Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we're actually doing something a little bit different. So this is what we call our Mogul Series. Now, the Mogul Series is where we speak to people that are becoming moguls in their industries. And of course, they got to be working with us to become moguls, because I mean, how else is that going to happen, right? So today's episode is the amazing Miss Stephanie Gordon. So we're going to break down a little bit of her journey, what she does, how she helps people, and what she's experienced over the last couple of years in growing her businesses. So this is an episode that you will not want to miss, but let's jump into the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you making the time. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, always. pleasure. Now, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't start this episode the same as every other, which is Steph. If I met you at a party Mm. and you and I were just hanging out, having a couple of drinks, and I said, what is it that you actually do? Mm. What's your go-to answer? I help women to systemize and strategize their businesses to take them from zero to six figures. That would be what I do. But... When you say what do you actually do, probably help them to believe in themselves and get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah, realistically. So out of all the clients you've worked with, how many need to do that? How many need to? Yeah. All of them. Yeah, all of them. They're all in their own ways. They're all making up stories about why they can't do something or why they're too scared or who's going to judge them or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. I love that. So paint, for everyone that's listening, paint them Mm. a little bit of a word picture, right? Because you didn't always do that. No. Right, you haven't just you didn't just wake up, come out of the womb, and be like, I'm just going to help people get out of their own way and create businesses, and definitely not, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, okay, cool. So, I mean, like, how far back do I go? So, well, let's because obviously you would have done. Well, you tell a bit of the story. So, right. when did you start in business? Yeah, what was cool. that business, and then what was the transition like? Yeah, sweet. So, I worked a corporate job for forever and didn't realize really that entrepreneurship was something that anybody could do. I didn't. I thought that you had to be special to have a business and to be a business owner. And then I basically started a little business, just a, just a side hustle really to get kind of out of my corporate day job, but mostly just to give me something to do on the side. I met my partner, Tim, and and I remember thinking to myself, well, he's so passionate about what he does. Like he was getting up at like quarter to five in the morning and he was like excited about it. And I was like, anyone who's getting up at quarter to five in the morning and who's pumped about it, like I want some of that, you know? And so I created this business called House of Hobby, which was really around creative workshops and the whole premise behind House of Hobby, which were creative workshops, but really it was about helping women to find hobbies for themselves because so many women in today's society, we put other people before ourselves. So our kids and our husbands and, you know, our families first, and and we very rarely make time for ourselves. And so that was really the premise behind these creative workshops. They were served with bottomless booze because I think we need to have a little bit more fun from time to time. That was you know, that was really the side hustle and and that blew up. It just, it blew up really quickly. It was exactly what Perth needed at the time that I created it. I kind of thought maybe I fluked it at first and that went so well that within nine months I was able to quit my day job um, and work in it full time. And then within 18 months, you know, we had a team of, had a management team and, and a team of 14 casuals and admin staff and offshore staff. And we were running, you know, 10 to 12 weekend events and, it was a lot of work. It was a very big, anyone who works in events will know it's huge. And then I very quickly was, you know, getting asked a lot, like, how did you do it? How did you do it so fast? How did you do it within 18 months? And so I just started teaching people uh, one-on-one and then I created a small coaching course, which grew very quickly as well. And, and when COVID hit, I kind of had the chance to 
really assess what I was doing because my events business obviously shut down momentarily and it kind of gave me the chance to see that my heart wasn't really in it anymore. And so I recently sold that business and moved into coaching full time, which has been so incredible. Making the transition from a business where you're dealing with people, they come, then they leave and they're done versus coaching people on an ongoing basis, like three months, six months for a year ongoingly. What have been some of the big differences that you've noticed in there? Because a lot of people these days go, oh, you know, Steph's a business coach. Surely I can be a business coach. Kim mm. coaches people in marketing. Surely that's easy. Your partner, Tim, oh, he just trains people. Surely I can just train people online. It's going to be simple. What have been some of the things that you've noticed that have been either pitfalls or a couple of hurdles that you've had to navigate through? Oh, so many. I think one of the biggest things I think about business coaching that people don't realize is how much emotional stuff you have to handle from people. It's actually not... You do a lot of business strategy, but you're really helping people to step out of their comfort zones and such. As a business coach, I think, and as, even as a marketing coach, you're encouraging people to step out of their way so much and out of their comfort zone to put themselves on display and to get in front of people and to really, you know, establish themselves as brands. And, and it, you have to force them out of their comfort zones. And that comes with a level of resistance and a level of fear that you have to push through, which is, for me, working with women, a lot of tears <laughs> and a lot of like trauma and stuff come up. And I really think that you need to be able to handle that because that's, that's a lot. Um, so the first thing is that I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of emotional stuff. Additionally to that, I think that there's a lot of fluff out there. I think you'll agree. There's a lot of coaches that are selling, you know, you can do it and it's going to be amazing and there's not a lot of strategy going around and there's not a lot of exactly how you can achieve it and exactly how you can do it. And I think that you know, the big leap for me was when I figured out that, yes, I can empower people, you know, and I have a, you know, NLP practitioner certification, but that really wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be helping people strategize and grow really quickly. And so the minute that I framed it from being less about mindset and more about here's this, replicate this, do this, you know, put this into your business and, and watch it explode was probably the point where I started taking myself more seriously as a business coach and also when, when I started to grow quite quickly as well. So I do think that people think it's going to be easy to just talk to people, but there has to be a level of strategy. When you're saying that you're going to get someone a result, you have to get them a result or you have to help them get a result. And then the last thing would probably be, I think you'll agree with this, you can only lead a horse to water. A lot of clients, you can give them all of the strategy and all of the advice in the world, but if they don't implement it, then there's nothing that you, that you can do. So it's really about finding the right people to work with rather than just anybody to work with. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. There's so many people where it'll be, it's like, oh, cool, just literally just do this. And then you speak to them again and it's like, cool, how'd you go with that? Haven't done it yet. Cool, so just do that. Two months later, how'd you go with Still haven't done it. Yeah, so. and I think we're all guilty of that. Like, Kim, you know, there's been a few times where you've been like, Steph, have you done the thing? And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Could have. Steph, you just leave me on scene. You, I go, hey, <laughs> Steph, have you done this? Question mark, question mark. Just following up, question mark. Just yeah, leave yeah, Kim sure. on scene a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> of, course, of course I have. Doing it right now. We're all yeah. guilty, yeah. you know, we're all guilty of that. But it's good. And that's when you find the right person, the people who are like pushing you and holding you accountable, right? 100%. Mm. Now, obviously, like I want to insert a little bit of YSV in here, a little cheeky, just, just, just Q&A. Yeah, exactly. So when you started, can I ask, what did you think it was going to be like? working with us in the, because you're in the Mogul Mastermind, yep. uh, which is a program we have, a 12-month mentoring and support program. What did you think it was going to be like? 
I honestly had no idea. I, like, Tim told me to do this thing. Pretty much. Like, Tim was like, these guys are good. We should sign up with them. And I was like, I just invested in another marketing course at the time. And I remember being like, I don't, like, I, I wasn't making a lot of money at that point. Like, you know, and, and I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if this is the right investment for me. And I don't really know who these people are. And having a male coach kind of intimidated me for a bit there as well, because I'd always, always worked with female coaches up until that point. And so when I first joined, I kind of thought, oh, they're going to teach me how to do Facebook ads. <laughs> that's what I, that's pretty much all I thought it was, was they'll teach me how to do Facebook ads. Funnily enough, I still don't do Facebook ads. <laughs> but well, she turns the, them off. I turn yes. the, yeah, I turn them off really often. Yeah, because they work, when they make her money. They work too well. That's the problem. But the, the hilarious part, yeah, that's what I thought it was. And, and what it actually is, which I think is probably what you're going to ask next. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, God, go. picked it up. Didn't even lead her into the question or anything, guys. <laughs> There's just kind of endless support like I think you know and it's there when you need it and it's there any time of day and I think that there's so much value there's so much knowledge in your team collectively it's not just you you know I thought originally when I was buying in I was buying into Kim but I've actually bought into a, a community or a team that like they're just all there to help you and they go you guys go above and beyond to help people so just a support network and also just I think like the masterminds are obviously ridiculous like they're so good and the access that you guys have to moguls in the, of their industry and people who are experts in the industry is like way bigger than you'd be able to get access to from anyone else in Australia I would say so yeah your connections and, and the way you guys deliver the message and make us feel special it's beyond what I expected awesome to hear I'll give you that $50 for that yeah thanks I'll send you the invoice yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously as you mentioned like 2020 was pretty crazy selling house of hobby really doubling down on you know, Steph Gordon and in the coaching and you're now your mastermind and coaching as well. What's 2021 look like? What's the, have you, have you had a breath yet in between? Uh, she saw me take one. I think I was yeah. like, <gasps> yeah, what's, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's on the up and coming? Yeah, look, I think next year is probably going to be a building year. Like I think I've had a few really fast growth years and I think I need a stabilizing year next. So I, as much as, you know, the, uh, money is great and it, and it's coming and it's in it's in a beautiful flow at the moment and it's, it's abundant I think it's really important to also be able to stabilize that I want to get out of my business more so I really want to focus on bringing the right people on board and creating systems and procedures so that I can take more of a step out and and then you know implement more plans for scale from that point onwards so I'd say the first half of next year will be about stabilization and systems and procedures and probably the back end of next year potentially launching a new program as well so Awesome. Sounds exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. And I think it is so important because as you mentioned there, if you don't have the ability to remove yourself from your business, then you don't actually have a business. You have a job, mm. which is cool if that's what you want. But if mm. you go, cool, I want to be a business owner, but you can't take a week off. You can't take two weeks off. You can't take a month off, six months off. And there's a difference between being able to and not. Mm. And, uh, like, and, and actually not being able to. Like for myself, I think I, with the team we have at the moment, I could. But I just choose not to. Yeah. Because she's like, take, take, like, take a day off on Monday. I'm like, I'll do a half day. Yeah. Like, and just because I, I love what we do and I love 100%. I love helping people. But if I was gone for two weeks, Everything would it be would really fine. that different? Not really. Probably actually more would get done because I wouldn't come up with crazy new ideas and chuck them at the team. 100%. Right? I'm like, yeah, cool. We're going to do a hot mogul series uh, podcast interview with Tim and Steph, guys. Get the room ready. Hurry yeah. up. Yeah. You know? like, Last minute. Like, yeah. They yeah, could have like, just been cool. taking their time. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think it's for everyone. If you do want to become a business owner, that's a, a huge and important goal for you to be able to focus on because otherwise, as I said, you just have a job. And if that's what you want to have, awesome. But you know, don't let that kind of 
fool you and be like, oh yeah, I, I have a business, which is great. And then wonder why you're, you know, I have a business, I want to start it because I want to be, mm. have so much freedom and be able to travel the world and sit on the beach and drink coconuts. And then you're like, <laughs> I kind of go to the beach and drink coconuts. Now I have this business. That yeah, I thought that, working. Yeah. And the crazy thing is I get so many like clients come to me and you're so right because they come to me and I, we call it like, I get a lot of like virtual assistant clients and things like that come through and they think that they're buying, they think that by creating their, you know, quitting their day jobs and, and moving into these, um, you know, virtual assistant roles, they're like, I'm creating the freedom. And I was like, you end up just creating a prison, but you've built it. Like you build yourself your own prison to be stuck in that, you know, yeah, you might have more money, probably only slightly more, but you're still trading time for money. You still can't take a day off. Now, instead of having one boss, you have 10 bosses, like, you know, and, and 10 people to, to communicate to and hold and be held accountable by. And I just feel like more often than not, I see so many people go into business for freedom and then they create the exact opposite because they're driving so hard for money that there's no structure there to support the freedom, you know? Yeah. How do you think as a business coach, how do you think they could flip that on their head? Like if anyone's listening to this and they're going, oh, maybe they, or maybe they're thinking and they were contemplating about starting a business or they've already got one, what do you think they could do at the beginning to avoid that? The number one thing I see is that people go into business not really sure if it's going to work. Like they kind of hope it's going to work and not really, they don't plan for it working. You really have to go into it with a bit of a vision. Okay, if this all does go to plan and everything like goes the way that I expect it to, in two years time, what do I want my world to look like? And that can't just be, I want to be, you know, I want to earn this amount of money or I just, a lot of people come to me and say, I just want to have enough money to do this. And I'm like, cool, well, what's the figure though? Like, what's the actual number, you know? Like, what's the number? How many hours do you want to work? Where do you want to work? What kinds of roles do you want to do? Do you want to have a team? Like, you got to be able to answer those questions for yourself in your business because it's happened with me, in, in, especially with House of Hobby. It just grew and I was always reactive to its growth instead of proactive in it. And I was burning out, like, all the time. Like, I had full body rashes and I was crying all the time. And it was just so extreme because I didn't, I just didn't plan for it. I didn't think it would happen. And I was always on the back foot because it did. So yeah, I would say just if everything went well, what would your business look like in, in your ideal world in, in two years time? It's so important. I did a podcast this week with a guy who's done, bought and sold something like $5.2 billion worth of businesses. And now he teaches and sets businesses up for scale. And that's the biggest thing that I took from him. He's like, it sounds boring. And, it, and it's because it is. It's not the exciting thing. Like turn exciting. Facebook ads on and do this amazing stuff or like launch this uh, event and sell out your program and blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. If you don't have clarity, you cannot proceed any further. Absolutely. It's like you just keep hitting up against those walls because you're doing something for the sake of doing it. And it's yeah. the same as same as before if you had a job or anything like that. You actually can't proceed forward no. because you don't know what you're moving towards. Yeah. And it's like, but then as soon as you get clarity, it becomes much easier and go, cool, now I can move down this path. And it makes you, it helps you make those decisions. Because when you get, like, every business is it's just a series of decisions that you make that help you get to the goal. But if you don't know what the goal is, the decisions become, like, so labor-intensive, you mm -hmm. know. You're, you're sitting there on them for hours. You have analysis paralysis. And then you're kind of, you know, stopping yourself from getting to the next goal because you're constantly stuck in this analysis cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's tricky because you can still be successful or successful in whatever that, like, mm -hmm. you still can make money. You still can be growing. But you're not like you have the things where you get rashes and you get stressed and overwhelmed and all this sort of stuff happens. And But as soon as you actually get clarity, then it makes it so much easier. And for some people, it is growth and next level systems in play. Some people is just cutting out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, It's like, actually, you don't need to do any of that. Like we've mm -hmm. had a couple of clients this year come to us who had then been pregnant. And I'm like, cool. So what do you want to do when this happens? I want to do this and this. Cool. No, let's just get rid of everything else. Like, yeah. don't try and focus on all these other things when you're like, now this is going to happen. So let's just make it a little bit smoother and easier for Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And like, how can you bring, stress. yeah, exactly. We're like, trying to do too much. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
I've got to ask this one question, which I asked everyone, which is what's a question today that I haven't asked you that I should have? I probably think, something that I asked enough is like probably what qualities it takes to be highly successful, because I do think that there are, it comes down to a few key qualities. Mm. What's, what's the number one? <laughs> I can't ask you the question and then yeah. I'll ask you the yeah, question. Yeah, imagine if you just left it there. Right, awesome. Thanks yeah, so much. See you next time. <laughs> uh, the number one quality. I would actually genuinely say, can I have two? Can I have two? Yeah, it doesn't have to be the number one, but yeah, what's the, okay, top two. Two. So perseverance, obviously, because mm -hmm. you're just going to get knocked back time and time again and shit's going to go wrong and you're going to make massive mistakes and they're going to cost you a lot of money and you're going to feel like you're failing 24-7 and you just have to keep going and finding a way. Um, and the second thing would be, I just think really, really good communication. Mm. I, I really think it's such an underrated skill set to have in today's day and age, being able to communicate with your clients, being able to communicate with your team, being able to communicate with your partner. Hey, babe, I'm not going to be able to, you know, hang out for the next three nights. Don't leave me, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but, but you need to have those conversations. And sure. I think that communication comes in, you know, if you're time blocking your weeks, it's like you have to communicate that with the people that you're time blocking with. And if you're, you know, working uh, with your team, it's like communicating, well, these are the projects we have coming up, or this is what you didn't do well. And it's about communicating that in a way that doesn't alienate people, but makes them feel like we're building together and we're stronger together. Together. And I really think it's such a, a key point to success that I think a lot of people lack or, or miss or don't work on because they don't think it's a valid skill set. Mm, I love that, guys. They're the top two. Make sure that you have them. Write it down. Now, for anyone that's listening to this and they're going, this Steph girl, she seems pretty cool. Mm. And they want to find out more about you. Where's the best place for them to connect with you online and find out more about what you're up to? Yeah, totally. To connect and talk to me directly, you should probably jump on my Instagram, which is stephgorton underscore underscore. Yeah, um, for the little blue verified take. <laughs> the little tick. Guys, yeah, I mean, she's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Hardly. But yeah, Instagram is probably the best place where you can actually come and have a bit of a chat with me. And then additionally to that, um, you can check out more about me and my story on my website, which is www.stephgordon.com. Awesome. So guys, we will have that all linked up. So whether you're watching this online or listening to it, scroll up or scroll down, check out the show notes and we'll have a link to everything that Steph's doing on there. And if you know someone who's starting a business or maybe they've just started or maybe they're looking to find out what that next step is for them, please share this episode with them so they can find out more about what they're kind of missing out on. Maybe they're missing those two qualities or maybe it's just that they don't have clarity. Make sure you share this episode with them so that they can find out more. Until next time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and Steph, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you making the time. Thanks. Cheers.